Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, August the 2nd. And welcome to our to our commentary. Just a quick uh, heads up. If you follow me on my blog or you follow me on Blog Talk Radio, just to let you know that uh, we recorded uh, the Week in Review today with our friend uh, Bill Katz, the editor of Urgent Agenda. We got into a lot of topics uh, with Bill. Uh, these indictments of President Trump, we spent a good portion of the of the podcast talking about that and of course the situation with hunter biden and that telephone call so we spent a lot of time on those two topics and uh, i would invite you to to listen to it uh very quickly i have a post over at the american thinker today about the ladies the women's soccer team the u.s women's soccer team uh as you may know they're playing the world cup at the moment the u.s soccer team was the favorite. I mean, they were the one uh, favorite to win the whole thing. They've been a, a real, if you will, powerhouse in women's soccer for some time. But this particular women's team is sort of not playing to expectations. I mean, they barely got into the the, the second round or the elimination round uh, with a draw with, uh, I think it was Portugal. And that's not the only problem. The problem with this team is that they're doing a lot of things that are not endearing them to the American public, such as not showing respect for the national anthem. And Bill and I got into a little bit, a little bit of this today on our, on our show, on a podcast, because there's two things here that I think has to be said and repeated. The first one is that if you're playing for your country, you have to show some respect for your country and the national anthem. Of your country you may not like the president you may not like the politics you may not like uh, the opinions of the Supreme Court I mean everybody's entitled to an opinion in the United States that's the nature of our country but nobody's entitled to mock or show disrespect to the national anthem and to the flag and to the the United States and the way many of these young women were standing during the national anthem showing absolutely no respect they don't put their hand on on you know on their hearts is is the common uh, practice uh, no they don't show that they just sit there with these looks in their faces like what am i what am i doing here why why am i being forced to do this well frankly if they don't want to be on the american team or they don't want to be uh listening to the national anthem there's a very easy solution for that and that is they should ask people not to put them on the team they shouldn't be a part of the team but it seems like some of these young women want to have it both ways they want all the benefits, all the money benefits that come from playing for the United States. And by that, I mean all the exposure they're getting on the TV and whatever commercial benefit that may have for them. But at the same time, they want to impose or force their political views on the rest of us. And frankly, I, look, I don't care what athletes think about politics. It's never been the reason that I follow sports. I have never watched a game, a baseball game football game or whatever it is, to hear or to be lectured about politics by the athletes. That's not what their place is. Now, if they want to do politics, they can do it on their own like every other citizen does. But the idea that they're going to be lecturing us now and somehow, 
you know, signaling to us how they feel about the country and as they like to call it, virtual, virtual signaling. The fact that they're going to be doing stuff like that is, in my opinion, very improper. And these young women who do that should be told by the soccer federation, hey, guys, if you don't want to be here representing the United States, there's a door because there's a bunch of other young women who would love to be there representing the, the United States and would love to show their patriotism, their love for the country that has given them so many opportunities as the United States. So these young women, I, I don't know what the problem is. I don't follow women's soccer that much. I don't really know who they are. I don't know anything about their backgrounds. But their attitudes, honestly, are not very nice. Their attitudes are not very nice. And they need to get their act together because they're losing the country. They're losing the country. They're losing the people who are consuming the products that are being advertised or the services that are being advertised. And again, I go back to the Federation, the Soccer Federation. They're the ones who should impose these uh, standards. If you're going to be on the U.S. team, you got to salute the flag. You don't want to salute the flag? You're not happy to salute the flag? Hey, there's the door. Find yourself another team uh, to play on. we got lots of young women who want to represent their country and represent their country with pride. Uh, something a lot of these young women are not doing on the U.S. soccer team. I guess they've got another game coming up in a couple of days. I don't know what's going to happen. I wish them well because, after all, they do represent the country. But they're not playing very well. And you have to wonder, maybe they're spending too much time thinking about politics and not spending too much time thinking about scoring or, you know, passing the ball or however they call it uh, in uh, in soccer. Obviously, Big developments with respect to President Trump. We get into that with uh, Bill Katz in the podcast. Uh, three indictments, I guess, against President Trump. I just don't think this is going to work. I think it's overkill. I was listening to Professor Turley. I was listening to Andy McCarthy, who's a former prosecutor. And I was listening to Professor Dershowitz. And these are not partisans, political partisans. You certainly would not accuse Professor Turley or Professor Dershowitz of being MAGA Republicans. Uh, Andy McCarthy is a conservative. I think we can say that. But he's a straight shooter when it comes to presenting uh, the legal point of view. And these three men looked at this indictment and came to the conclusion that it was not very strong. So you now have the indictment over the documents, the indictment over January the 6th, and I guess there's one coming up uh, with Georgia or referencing whatever happened uh, in Georgia. And you kind of get the feeling they want to destroy President Trump. That's the feeling I think a lot of people are going to get. But I, I think it's going to blow up in their faces, not because President Trump is completely clean and innocent, but simply because I think there's an overkill factor in all of this. And, and that is what uh, we're seeing. There's also, of course, on the other side, uh, the situation with President Biden and his son. Now, the media doesn't want to talk about this, but, you know, when you have uh, a son talking to a bunch of business people and then he has his father, the vice president, call in, uh, there's something very fishy about that. Now, I, I'm willing to accept it the first time. The first time, okay. Maybe Hunter didn't explain things correctly to his father. Okay, I'll give him the first one. But when you do it apparently 20 times, what that says to me is that Joe Biden knew what he was doing and he knew the value of his phone call to that uh, to that meeting. 
And that is very bad. That is really very bad. And it shows, honestly, tremendous, a tremendous lack of judgment on the part of uh, President Biden and a total disregard, I think, for the office and a total lack of respect, I think, on the part of Hunter Biden for his father. You know, you don't use your father like that. Just because your father is the vice president, you don't use him like that. So, you know, a lot of people are saying that they just had a conversation about the weather. I mean, that's ridiculous. A conversation about the weather. A bunch of businessmen are going to be doing a business deal, and they want somebody to call in to talk about the weather. I mean, come on. I mean, how stupid do these people think we are? But I guess I guess they must think we're very stupid because they keep on repeating uh, these things. Well, if you've seen the scenes out of New York, if you've seen uh, the videos and the newsreels out of New York, you see all these people on the streets. And these are so-called migrants who've come in. New York has no room for them. And nobody wants them. That's the sad part about all of this. None of the suburbs want them. None of the the areas around New York want them. So New York has all these people on the streets. I was watching them. They're sleeping out in the streets. Now, it's summertime. It's pretty hot. But you think of the hygiene problems, you think of the just the general problems of having a bunch of people sleeping out on, on the streets. And what a mess the city of New York has gotten itself in. And why did they get into this mess? Because they were being, uh, they were playing politics, honestly, with the whole sanctuary thing thing. They were just playing politics with it. And uh, they decided that uh, they were going to go after Texas and criticize states like Texas because we did not want to allow sanctuary cities. So they, they had this very proactive approach towards sanctuary cities, and now they're going to deal with it. And it's not pretty. What's happening in New York, it's not pretty. On this day in history, one that you may remember, it was on this day in 1990 that Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. And you think of all the events that that invasion of Kuwait 33 years ago today unleashed on uh, the Middle East and, of course, uh, the world, you had not only the Gulf War, but then the second Iraq War and, you know, everything that uh, was unleashed because of that decision on this day 33 years ago to invade uh, Kuwait. Uh, time flies, but it seems like things in the Middle East are always uh, are always exciting. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.